0: how's it going everybody my name is christian and welcome back to the boosted fit games podcast this one is number two for you guys coming at you from warsaw poland i appreciate you stepping by as i continue my mission to make your time better at work at school when getting to those places uh, but also to provide you with a different outlook maybe a different opinion the one you might agree with or you might not my mission is just to entertain you and maybe give you some maybe give you some food for your thought for the past i really have to kind of apologize because for the because i was going to do to make this a weekly thing and here we are almost two weeks after the first episode but the real reason why I haven't been recording is that uh, me and my girlfriend, we got uh, a new fur baby, which means uh, a puppy. And the puppy apparently takes a lot of time to raise. And it's just been crazy. Uh, I've been kind of uh, stressing out a lot, you know, to, to, to give it the best upbringing possible. And yeah, but it's, it seems to be settling down now. I should be back to streaming at some point this week. Um, and I'm getting everything under control. We got some uh, some behaviorist giving uh, some giving us some tips, and yeah, should be good. Exciting times. Her name is Lulu. She's uh, nine weeks old, and is a Boston Terrier puppy. She's absolutely gorgeous. And if you are interested, uh, I'm probably going to be posting some pics when I'll be streaming next. So make sure to check out the uh, the Twitter and the twitch in the description look at that even the shameless plug is done today we have a lot of good things to talk about a lot of things happened obviously we had the the new next gen consoles i'm actually not going to get the next gen consoles this stream but well this podcast but i will get to them at some point during the next one because then they will actually be up, out to public. I think both of them. Yes, both of them. Because they're out next week. I believe Xbox is out on Tuesday the 10th. And then PlayStation is out two days after. So it's going to be the Thursday, the 12th. So both, the, both of them will be out. Uh, and the reviews will be out. And the impressions and people who are actually consumers, you know, will release their thoughts also and that's what i'm that's what i'm waiting for but anyway let's get on with today's show all right first section as you guys know it's just basically asking whoever's in the episode which is well obviously you saw a solo episode today so what am i playing currently i am playing puppy Rais- Rising. raising i guess <laughs> that's currently the game that i'm playing um but the last game i have been playing was the watchdogs legion and i've been actually enjoying it a lot uh i'm not going to talk too much about it this podcast there will be a little bit of it later on but i will do a special episode just to review uh, it's going to be like a review episode for Watch Legion. I find that game very interesting. Uh it's getting some lukewarm responses, but we'll talk about that later. So let's let's just move on straight away into the reveal of AMD 6000 series cards. It's going to be our first topic. Listen. It's I have to say this, but it's the same every single time. A manufacturer um hypes up their product their card you know our card is so much faster than the opposition or it's so much faster than than the previous generation and they show all these fancy you know charts which actually are just best case scenarios and everybody just gets hyped all the cards or all the hardware is just you know out of stack for months but when you actually get it into the into your hands it just doesn't live up doesn't live up to the expectation It was the same with the 3080 cards you know it was performing very very well it's a powerful card i have one myself but it's not up to standards that nvidia has set and they just very over they just overhyped the card in my opinion you know with the shortages and the supply line and everything and i think it's the same with amd amd is riding that wave of 3080 hype Um, it's just the same every year please don't Don't get overhyped. No reason for that at all. Um, Just wait for the benchmarks. Don't pre-order anything uh, or just wait for the benchmarks. Wait for the actual benchmarks from, you know, from reviewers. Wait for the reviews, how the temperatures are, what's the power delivery like, you know, how's the stability in games and, you know, if it's worth shelling out the money. (laughs) Usually the the results are skewed by around 20%. And I, I, I can't lie. I can't lie. From what we saw from their charts, that looks very promising and very uh, impressive. But usually the results are skewed by around twenty percent. So usually the results will be the actual results that you will get from reviewers will be twenty percent less than what they are in those best case scenarios. I might be wrong. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not like a fully tech person. I used to work at a at a computer service shop, but. You know, I don't claim to be like a guru of the hardware or anything like that. <clears throat> I, you know, again, I might be wrong, but I wouldn't hold my breath. It's definitely interesting. And what they've shown isn't really pushing anything forward, but just kind they're basically catching up to NVIDIA. It looks like NVIDIA is doing another shitty, well, there's been rumors, I think, that nvidia is doing some shitty move of making like 3080 ti or something like that which is just ridiculous they just they just released 3080 so it, it would be ridiculous to release a you know a, a 3080 ti just to beat your competition by a few percent or a few frames you know what i mean but you know it is what it is it is what it is anyway Um, Next, we're going to move on to Cyberpunk 2077 and the delay that happened. Coming up. Okay. We got to talk about this, all right? Because what's been happening is just absolutely ridiculous, absolutely horrendous. And to the developers, I'm I'm not saying to the management. Management should definitely get all the shit that they're getting. But the developers are... N- they're they're not the people to blame here it, uh, w- what's happening right now has 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 nothing to do with the developers developers are only as good as their management you know the the, the developer might be an amazing you know software engineer uh, but if they're not if their effort and their power you know basically you, you can say the power of their knowledge isn't pointed correctly then you know they might have wasted multiple multiple days on working on something that you know wasn't even intended to be one of the features of the game you know and that's why we might now be getting a delay but but basically if you guys didn't if you guys have been living under a rock for the last i don't know eight years cyberpunk 2077 has been well like it's been in development for eight years. It's kind of crazy how long this game has been in development. And it has been delayed again. The third time, I think, at the moment. And the adding insult to injury is... think insult to injury is that... They did it after their PR said that there were no more delays. Right? That's, that's the worst part. I feel like, yeah, that, that's definitely... They should be getting shit for that. But they should not be getting the type of shit that they're getting, you know what I mean? Um, so they have stated that the current problem that they're getting is optimization on the current gen hardware. And that is great. I think that they're working on fixing the game, you know, we've been waiting for this game for so long. Like, for example, I don't, I would be more devastated with, a uh, Valhalla, uh, delay because you know we've only known about uh, for the uh, about the game for about four months or four or five months or something so to find out that it will be you know delayed by you know I would, I would say 21 days just like a cyberpunk that would suck that would suck a lot because you know there's that very little uh there's that short time which i think people get very attached to you know you get information very shortly that the game will release you know within a few months and then boom, right as it's about to release, boom you get a uh, you get a message that you know it will be delayed by 21 days. I think that would suck, but a game that's been in development for eight years, I think we can understand and definitely wait the additional 21 days. I don't think it's it is going to kill uh, kill anybody. And honestly, <clears throat> what people are not seeing is that, this is a win right if they're getting optimization for the current gen hardware this means that this optimization will also make make its way onto pc and onto the new next gen consoles it will, and will provide better frame rates or more stable frame rates on those on those devices better resolutions better you know just just better fidelity for everybody you know um, so i don't really, there's a lot of people saying that you know delay the current gen versions and release you know all the everything else that's just not an option you know they're they're such a big company that it would kill their sales of the next gen of the sorry of the current gen uh, counterparts right people will be getting their next gen stuff um so they're definitely not doing that they prefer to push everything back uh, because they know they have a cushion they have a cushion of a lot of pre-orders people are saying they're going to cancel the pre-order who gives a fuck if you don't like it don't buy it you know what i mean um this might be a little bit harsh but i really don't care like people those people who cancel their pre-orders they will buy the game anyway because they will see how good it will be when it when it will come out well i haven't played the game so i cannot say it will be that good but from what we heard so far from people who who have played it it's going to be great and so these people like cd project right doesn't, doesn't even have to worry about them because these people will cancel their pre-orders but as soon as they look at the reviews and uh hear other people talk about it they'll froth at the idea and they'll just jump at it like uh like a rabid dog, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so I wouldn't even worry about this if I, if I, if I was uh, CD Project Red. The main thing that really disgusts me is just a horrible community reaction to the entire thing. It's almost surreal how little understanding there is in, in, the, in the community of how games are made. Listen, CD Project Red is not... A two or three or even 20 man studio they're a huge developer of you know like of hundreds of developers right so everything that they make is basically up to management. Obviously they have to have a lot of developers but at this point you don't really you know you have so many developers that it really becomes just a number and it really depends on the management what do they invest the time in. Um, So the the community reaction has been terrible. Um, Developers have been called names. They have uh, received death threats about a fucking game. I mean, let's talk about this shit now, okay? This is a video game and people are, you know, sending death threats about a delay of a game. Even if you took holidays off, which people have done, right? There's that big fiasco about on twitter the official cd project red um well not cd project right but the official cyberpunk um twitter has responded to one of the guys you know well that guy tweeted at cd project at cyberpunk official twitter he said oh is it safe to take holidays for the you know for the 19th of november and the official twitter said yes 100 percent. it's coming out on that date and then Literally a day later, the news comes out and they're like, oh, fuck, you know, we, we fucked up. We didn't, we, they, they didn't, they didn't even know, right? If they had any kind of idea, they wouldn't have said what they said. Um, But if you took, if you took days off and you cannot take them, you know, cannot take them back. If you have nothing going on in your life, that kind of shows you something right? If you if you can't use that time to to spend it at some point with your family with your close ones, or maybe going out to you know, to, a, you know, to a camping site or to a lake or, or whatever. If you are so passionate about about this one specific video game, which is not real, then there's something wrong, I think, you know, to the point where you're literally endangering while well, you're uh, threatening others not with just some harm but with death that's just crazy um so basically what's an- an- another interesting fact is that the developers and the staff found out at the same time as the the public because they're a public company apparently they had to do that but it was interesting that there was no previous like you know inside newsletter that wait, hey we have more time and we can actually spend more time polishing. And we, you know, basically, I think it was a shitty move inside of the managers. You know, maybe they were riding on that idea that everybody in the studio, I mean, this is just, this is just a theory. Don't, don't, you know, don't quote this anywhere, but they were riding their developers on the idea that they are releasing on the 19th of November. And then they get, you know, so they're working hard over time hours, you know, just because there's that one deadline. But then they move the deadline so they get more time and these people will just continue working. I mean, to me, it sounds like a shitty move, but something that could possibly happen. So yeah, it's not a pretty situation. Obviously, obviously, I'm bummed. You know, it's not like this hasn't affected me at all. I was going to, I was looking forward to playing Cyberpunk in about, what, a week, a week and a half from now. It's kind of crazy that the game we have been waiting for for eight years would be coming out in about almost two weeks. Well, a weekend and a bit. So that's crazy. But now, obviously, it's coming on December 10th. I'm bummed, but I, uh, I would never, uh, I would never go to an extreme of calling somebody names because a game have uh, have been delayed. Let you know, let alone post death threats or something that was just crazy. Let's think about our lives for a second. And the topic I wanted to move on to is who is the winner in this situation, right? I think this is a very interesting topic that not a lot of people are looking at because for me there's a very clear winner in the in the in the gaming industry obviously the gamers in my opinion are the winner because they're gonna they're gonna get the more polished and optimized product across all platforms you know not just the current gen all gens will get that you know optimized optimization boost or these polishes that will come in those 21 days and a lot can happen in 21 days, you know, I wouldn't expect any new systems, but you know, just a lot more playability and, you know, a lot more bug fixes, a lot less bugs. When you actually get the game enhanced, definitely a bigger file size to download a bigger patch to download when you actually be downloading the game. But in the gaming industry, the clear winner is Ubisoft, Ubisoft now will dominate november lineup uh for games they have three major re- uh, releases releasing in november kind of because uh, Watch watchdogs came out in october uh, just at the end of october and then we have valhalla coming out in three days and then we have on the 3rd of december we have uh immortal of phoenix rising i always struggle to say that that name whoever came out with that name should be fired but (laughs) but yeah they are basically the winners and why also you know basically i think if there will be no next gen this year i think you know they would still win but not as much as they will right now they have a lot going for them because they will win the third party Uh, release cycle third party november lineup for next gen consoles all of their games are coming to next gen and that's gonna bring you know basically people are going to the to the store and for the xbox you really don't have much of a lineup for exclusives so if you're picking up an xbox which by the way is looking like a a good good deal because you can pick it up on this special program where you pay like what 30 bucks a month for for a few months and then you get the console and you also get like the game pass and then it's crazy The, the, the deal is crazy you get xbox series x and you get you know all the game pass games so if you're getting that in the store you might as well just pick up some games and because there are no good exclusives, you might look into you know, into third parties. So you will look into Assassin's Creed, you'll look into Watch Dogs, you'll look into Immortal Phoenix Rising when it comes out. So definite winner uh, Ubisoft from that. Their sales of Immortal Phoenix Rising might be affected now, but uh, I would definitely not move. I f- I feel like they might move the release of Immortals Rising just because of Cyberpunk, but I, I definitely don't want to wait any longer for that game. He looks looks absolutely amazing, absolutely awesome, just pure joy to play, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to playing it with you guys on the stream and just enjoying it. All right, next topic is kind of interesting and very, very exciting for me because it is kind of our first question uh, from the community, which is from a a very good friend of mine, Sir Trickster, I got you dude. Um, So he asked why G2A is bad for game selling and how they they get better prices than other stores. And basically he asked that because I made a point in the last uh, podcast to emphasize that i do not buy from g2a anymore and he basically said why and why that would be better for developers you know obviously if they if somebody pays money for their code for their game they should be getting some cut right well it's not as as easy as that so basically to understand this better g2a is a key reseller so Literally, if somebody has some keys laying around, like it was made so people who had some keys laying around that they didn't really use from like Humble Bundle from, I don't know, some sale or they got gifted by somebody and they, they, they didn't use it, they could just resell it on G2A. And this is literally like, I don't know, eBay, but for games kind of a thing, right? And quickly, content creators um, mainly started using that to just sell the keys that they would get. They would get like a bunch of keys, right? Um, 5, 10, 20 to give away or something. They would give away like five and sell the, the rest. Like, I don't have a reference for that, but I know that this this has been happening. And people who just get keys in general would just, you know, or maybe from work, they, would, they, they work at a gaming store or something like that, gaming convention. They would just get a lot of keys for certain games. And they would just resell them. It's I think this is kind of like common knowledge in my opinion. So, and that was fine. Then everything is is okay. But quickly, um, quickly we had people join who didn't use it fair. They would, and you might be asking, well, how can you not use a reseller fair? You know, if you have a key and you put it up, you do it fair. But we had people stealing credit card information, credit card details and buying codes off of websites as gifts or, or just buying codes and then reselling those codes on G2A. So they were stealing money from people, buying the games for that and then making the money through G2A later when you might be again you might be asking how well how does this affect anybody well it affects the person who has been stolen from so later, later when that somebody reports the theft and an investigation you know kind of uh, ensues it later goes into investigation to basically that will lead to a refund and that person will be reimbursed their money but that money has to be taken from someone so who do these people go to well the thief is no longer to be found right they were using like a proxy like a vpn server so they, they were using you know like fake information or something like that so they're nowhere to be found so usually the refund money comes from the developers right they they contact the developer the 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 game their game was purchased from 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 something and that money has to come from somebody's pocket and so it's coming from the developer's pocket which is disgusting they should never be charged for this kind of theft but hey that's how it works so basically that's why i don't buy on g2a if i really cannot afford something i will usually wait for a sale you know wait for autumn sale which is by the way i think going on still at the moment Uh, wait for a winter sale there's so many sales on different stores now Uh, epic is giving away free games so no reason to buy from g2a Um, obviously they they don't support this and they they work their ass off to limit that behavior you know of, of stealing and then putting those keys up but obviously it's impossible to rule out all of them so my my way is just not to use the website and just use the proper way you know so buy a games full price or on sale don't buy it on g2a you honestly if you don't have the money you might as well download the the cracked version and that's better for the develop like more more safe for the developer than buying it from g2a because if you buy from g2a again you're putting them at risk to refund the money for their own game which is insane but um yeah that's why i don't support really g2a anymore Thanks so much to my boy Spaniard, the Spaniard, the one and only. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for suggesting uh, for suggesting what am I what am I about about to do? Basically, he suggested that I should move my fitness stuff to the middle of the podcast, so you know more people, so people like who are here for the fitness stuff don't have to wait. You know, the entire podcast to uh, to to hear what they want to hear so here we go Uh, today is kind of short but again another question question from the community super exciting thank you so much for dropping the question on twitter um basically be sure to ask me any questions that you might have about nutrition or fitness Uh, i'm a professional um i used to be a basically an amateur bodybuilder then moved on to personal training and being a nutritionist with with proper certification so drop it on twitter and on twitch again links are down in the show notes so thanks so much for checking out Shema's plug is over the question reads what does your current day of eating look like uh, i really don't know what to eat when going plant-based so currently this wouldn't be my standard diet at the moment. Currently, I'm going 100% unprocessed, unpackaged uh, foods, basically no processed foods. And that's only due to the fact that I am currently healing from a SIBO infection that I used to have. And when you're eating processed foods, processed sugars and stuff like that, it might be a lot harder to heal it like you have to hit it with with a lot more antibiotics and antimicrobials but when you're eating you know just proper unprocessed whole foods um then it just becomes a an easier i don't want to say easy but easier process so that's why um i'm eating currently whole whole food plant based strictly i don't have any 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 you know any any tofu any plant based milks um any any plant based yogurts any you know uh any you know any of those processed things i just don't have um you will just see me with a bowl of you know of spiced up beans and potatoes and stuff like that i just do i just love potatoes potatoes are my thing Uh, beans potatoes oats yeah i can eat those things all day like uh, i swear oh peanut butter don't even get me started on that um but yeah so i start my day usually with oatmeal um, so I will throw about 80 grams of oats, 20 grams of ground flaxseed, and about a tablespoon of cinnamon into a, uh, into a pan and well into a, like, you know, into like a cooking pan, um, um, or into a cooker, whatever you cook your oats in and I will cook that with water and then in a separate bowl i'm gonna mash up uh, one banana i'm gonna add some turmeric and some black pepper it's about a teaspoon of tum- about i would say like a half teaspoon of turmeric and a, and i would say like a quarter or even not or even a fifth of a teaspoon of uh, black of black pepper that's purely for the antioxidant power uh, fighting the cancer and everything like that it's just and I actually find it much more interesting to eat an oats oatmeal that is somehow spicy sometimes you know it's mostly sweet mostly sweet because of, of all the fruit that I add which you will hear in a second but I like the spiciness um so yeah I mash up uh, the potato uh, not the potato what the hell and uh, the, the banana with uh with the spices and then i add uh, some frozen berries usually it's, it's blueberries or blackberries and uh, or raspberries and stuff like that just frozen fruit i uh you know again the antioxidant power uh, you know for and for the inflammation and just fighting the inflammation and stuff like that and then so i pour I pour the cooked oatmeal on top of that i mix it together and then on top i will usually put some sort of fruit so at the moment khaki my favorite fruit in the world is you know in season at the moment it's i think called persimmons uh, for um, the proper but we call it khaki uh, for the proper names persimmons but um so i usually chop chop one of those up and I put it on top of the oatmeal and then I'll usually sprinkle the you know the finished product with some hemp seeds Uh, for some omega-3s very healthy fats let's see for the lunch I'll usually have some frozen fruit there's like a frozen trio it's usually cold it basically basically carrots cauliflower and broccoli I'm gonna saute that with some onion and some garlic basically you know whole chopped onion and whole well uh, one clove of garlic Um, and i will add some sort of protein to that so usually i add some chickpeas or if i'm in the mood i might you know add some uh, some butter beans or some uh, some black beans um, kidney beans stuff like that You, you 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 get the idea so i will usually saute that on water and add some spices just basically whatever you like i don't really use salt but i will usually sprinkle some at the end and on the side i will usually bake some potatoes um to uh to have basically potatoes are super super fulfilling for me ever since i went on this treatment for SIBO and i love eating them so why not let it fly and for the um for their last meal Dinner, it's about, it's, it's a soup. I usually have a soup um, that's just a bunch of veggies, some protein. Uh, so basically some uh, stuff like celery, carrots, um, zucchini, uh, oyster mushrooms, um, chopped up uh, root cel- celery, Uh, So just, you know, just just a bunch of veggies, just just throwing them in their beetroots, stuff like that. Uh, Some onions, some garlic as well. Uh, Those are great. Um, I'll throw them in just to a big, I have a big, uh, big bowl, well, like a big pressure cooker. Um, So I usually throw them in there, throw them in some water, add these spices and add to this one. I do add like a, a stock cube. I think that may be like the only processed thing that i have like a stock cube out of vegetables uh so like so i guess it's like a veggie cube or something i'm not sure what 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 it is called exactly but um i cook that up i usually also put some protein source in there so usually something like lentils or some sort of a smallish bean like a black bean or chickpeas Um, and i will cook that up and usually i will pour about you know five big big spoons you know these these big spoons that you use to you know to pour soup with um over some some black rice or some brown rice or some basmati rice or some uh some um some quinoa and and or buckwheat and stuff like that so that's usually what my day of eating looks like i usually will have some kind of a snack from for fruit i usually i also eat a lot of carrots I will eat those. I will um, dip those carrots. I, I love them by themselves, but um, I also love them by when I when you dip them in peanut butter. It's just wow, out of this world combination. So yeah, that's what I eat in a day. Hopefully, it kind of helps you and gives you some um, some inspiration. But if you need some more info, remember you can always hit me up. right next we're moving on to out this week uh so what what interesting games for me came out again if you guys want me to talk about some games please ask about them and i'll definitely research play them possibly and uh, mention them on the show um yeah out this week we had ghost runner uh ghost runner um I was excited about this game and I talked about this game, I think last episode, but I was excited about it. I expected it to be kind of like a sandbox, you know, free running parkour style slasher, but it turned out to be more like a meat boy style where you have to do a certain sequence of moves in order to finish a level and do this in the fastest time possible. I refunded the game um even though i had it for a very very good deal minus 50 percent on epic because because i had some you know some voucher lying around um but yeah uh, it didn't, didn't really click with me i wanted it to be a sandbox style like you know where, where there's a lot of um there's a lot of choices that you have to how you finish a level you might go you know very very ninja like but you also might go you know like more stealthy maybe you know sneak up behind people but here it's more like people know about you at all times they just have to run through a level with a certain sequence to do it the fastest way or the safest way possible and that's it some people find it fun definitely i didn't um it has a solid 80 critic score on metacritic and 82 user score so if that's if that's uh, your type of game, definitely go and pick it up. Definitely good for you, but uh, not a good not not a game for me. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not for me. Next we have Yakuza Like a Dragon. Well, the game is not released yet. It's coming the same day as Assassin's Creed, but yeah, it, it looks really good. Honestly, it looks interesting to me. I'm not sure how big of a fan I am of these um of this new play style that we have you know of this new combat that we have um it looks really interesting flipping some systems you know whilst what which are considered staples in yakuza games like basically like the combat right and really switching it up at like you know completely different level uh going from action-based combat to more of a um more of a turn-based combat interesting interesting definitely will get it might not get it for proof for full full price but we'll definitely get it on a christmas sale or something like that if it goes on sale and then we have watchdogs lastly um very lukewarm response from the community i had to cut the recording there the baby is no longer asleep so we might hear some uh, some uh, some uh, noises, but excuse that, you know the baby has to have its fun and has to have all the things, all the things the baby. But yeah, I was talking about Watch Dogs. A very lukewarm response. I I definitely enjoyed the game for what it was and how it pushed some of the envelope forward. I feel like not a lot of games do what uh, what Watch Dogs is doing right now. Um, and, and I'm talking about all the procedural in, uh, generation of characters and, you know, their voices and, and stuff like that. So it's definitely interesting. You know, we do see a lot of procedural generation because it saves... It doesn't save time, I would say, because you still have to develop the, 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 the systems, right? But it saves them resources when it comes to money right they don't have to record as many voices they don't have to make as much of land they just procedurally generate it, or or you know some uh, uh some buildings you can procedurally generate that so yeah so basically you can procedurally generate some assets to save some money to, to, to have them made you know personally obviously they're gonna lack depth and detail most of the time unless you spend a lot like a lot of time on the systems on the generation systems but yeah but you know there will be literally free after you after you you develop the, uh, the system so yeah for me the game was good i was very surprised with um with the score that it's getting by the way full review special episode is coming soon I'm going to be working on that basically as I play Valhalla. So I'll be working on that in the Valhalla review also. And another another episode. So come and check me out playing Valhalla. If you want to find out some more about Watch Dogs or Valhalla, I'll, uh, obviously I'll be on the stream answering your questions and just talking to you like some awesome peoples. So Metacritic score is 72, which is it's average i would say I, was, well, I would say okay it's above average average i would say be like a five or a six like 50 or 60 between but you know usually now we don't see games below five a lot so usually we will just assume that five is a bad game where in general it means it's very average um so this one is above average and a surprising score of 42 from the user on metacritic um I've read some of the reviews and most of them are day one performance or the game being boring obviously I can't really say anything about the day one performance for me I didn't have any issues the performance is kind of terrible it's a very heavy well, I wouldn't say it's terrible it's a heavy game okay um, definitely what I noticed is that if, when I change some settings I don't see too much change you know in the frame rates um, so there is some issues when it it, is definitely a heavy game but it's also a beautiful looking game like the ray tracing in that game and just general detail is crazy good and honestly i just very very much enjoyed the game which you guys will find out on my special episode which will be the review um but again just to kind of be in defense of the game when it comes to critics about it being boring This is a simulation game so you come up with your own fun and the game and the devs give you the rain to do so through the game so i i'm I'm assuming you know i'm being a ding dong here but i'm assuming that those people who wrote those reviews you know if you run and gun the entire way through it will get boring for sure right but that is the point to fun to find what is fun for you so for example, maybe that, that guy was like, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, play this game for what, you know, for what it is. Just, I just want to finish the game. And yeah, if you want to just finish the game, you can just do it guns blazing the entire game, um, play it on easy, not even on, or maybe just on normal and no permadeath. And you will just breeze through the campaign and like six to eight hours. And you'll be done, and you will have a very boring, shitty experience because it's very, very repetitive every single time. But if you play it to the fantasy, if you play it to experience what this game has to offer, all the different archetypes of characters, like the you know, like the bee uh, beekeeper, like the the drone master, the the hacker, you know, the 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 construction worker, the granny. If you play all these characters, I feel like you'll have much more fun and your time will be be much more enjoyable if you just enjoy the game for what it is um, rather than you know playing it in a frame of other games that's kind of all i have to say about that and let's move on from the out this week let me know if you if you enjoyed this this segment in particular i'm kind of you know trying to refine those but yeah let me know what you thought and uh, let's move on to the final segment All right, the last segment of today's episode before I fuck off <laughs> to uh, to play some more with the, with the puppy and just have some fun, but also get frustrated as fuck. If you guys want me to talk about that in the next episode, do let me know. It was quite surprising for me, the entire process of basically, you know, having some fun with the puppy and, you know, how it's basically how it works and in incorporating its life into my life. It's been kind of nuts and crazy to uh to think honestly i had some really bad thoughts at the beginning i was like i should probably give this puppy back because it was so rough but it's definitely better now and uh, i feel like it will just get better over time anyway uh let me know if you if you want me to talk about that it's definitely uh, an interesting topic i would maybe like to try on later so the final segment today is the my final Assassin's Creed Valhalla preview, which is coming out here in three days. I honestly cannot believe I'm gonna be playing the fuck out of that game. It looks amazing. So what's that? Looks amazing. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about Valhalla and what it is, and then later I'll probably throw in some unscripted, raw emotions that I might have on uh on the game after i saw some gameplays a uh, gameplay from, from the final build you know they're no longer the in progress that what we saw before but an actual streams of people playing with the early access uh but playing the final build obviously they're playing pre day one patch but still it's almost i would say almost a, a final build they would send to these people they're playing some non-spoiler gameplay of just exploration, exploration in different lands. So interesting, and I might throw in some feelings after that. So, first of all, no ray tracing. The game looks beautiful as hell. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, from what I saw, even on Xbox One X, like the characters look really good, much much better in uh, than in Odyssey, um, and the game overlooks stunning but i'm curious to, to find i'm curious to to kind of to know why they didn't they didn't go with the array tracing maybe it just didn't make sense but obviously tomb raider has some uh you know maybe for the times right they don't have too much lighting uh you know no artificial lighting and besides like you know torches and stuff like that in those times um so maybe that's why um but still they could make some ray traced shadows you know for some better fidelity i'm curious maybe they didn't have the proper team but i guess the watchdogs did that and they have a very very beautiful um, and very good implementation of ray tracing in that game so interesting interesting i love the design and atmosphere obviously i told you guys that i'm a big fan of the norse culture Um, and yeah just in general just really really good, good uh, definitely love the the feel of it I'm, I'm a big fan of the Viking culture the Norse culture um, of the Norse mythology uh, I just love just the the character design just, just clicks with me it seems like the voice actor for the female is gonna be sick the male is uh, I, I think I'll be playing as male although the middle option which is you'll let the animus choose Uh, different you know different chapters will be played with just a different anomaly it's kind of like a uh, different animus anomaly it's kind of curious i'm curious to find out what's gonna happen so i might just might i might as well just choose that very interesting very interesting option it's it's, you know from the beginning i was going to play a male but then later it started to grow on me that oh this might actually be the way to the the way for it to be designed you know it's designed to be that way the game uh to be played that way uh obviously you have other choices but hey it's it's growing up on me so the combat let's start with the combat early previews uh, in the early previews it looked very janky very janky animation driven um and some things just didn't connect like uh, obviously it wasn't as bad as odyssey odyssey <laughs> you could initiate uh you know a certain special ability and you'll be stuck in the animation for literally five seconds just slashing a dude up even though it would deal like half of its health and hp in like end game or like late game stuff uh, i i played for like 180 hours or about 200 hours in uh, in odyssey um but this looked kind of worse because well it was trying to do more you know more cool abilities and stuff like that but It was looking janky as hell, but for me it was promising, since again it wasn't animation-driven like Odyssey, where you would be locked in an animation for like five seconds straight. Here it looks like they kept the animations to finishers, and the ability animations are no longer, you know, they're no longer like you slashing the dude up for five seconds, and the, the dude afterwards stands up and slashes you back. Right? I mean, if you slash a dude up that many times there's got you know there's got to be some damage (laughs) you can't just stand up you know um so here um, abilities look much more impactful much more connected to the world um so yeah definitely excited about the combat and also in the later builds it just looked much better not as janky but still the the, the junk was still there (laughs) but not as janky as uh, as we saw before now side quests very exciting change there will be no more checklist it makes no sense for a viking warrior to carry a checklist oh i was supposed to go back to this island because there was a kid who was sitting under a tree crying you know no if you see that thing happening you might you know um you might actually approach and see what's happening but you wouldn't have like a checklist of things that you you know that you want to do right oh, I was supposed to help this lady find her pan, you know, and it turned into this, like, side quest of, like, five hours. I'm, I'm, just, I'm joking here, you know, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but you know what I mean. It, it might make much more sense with the lore and with what Vikings wear or almost any, you know, any, any person. No, no person would hold a checklist of, you know, oh, I saw this girl at the coffee shop. Let me come back there tomorrow at the same time. To go and speak to her. Nobody does that. I mean, maybe if somebody you know is looking for a relationship, but besides that, you know, nobody does that. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, you see something cool, you can go ahead and do it and help someone. Um, some have no cutscene, which makes it more organic for me, but some will go into that, you know, cutscene, but kind of like a gameplay cutscene where you where the where ivor the 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 main protagonist uh, male or female the same name um basically talks to the uh, to the npc um but yeah let's move on to raiding and sieges um so very very awesome uh, impressions uh, so far Uh, Again, I haven't played the game, but from what I saw, really nice. It's basically full-on Viking fantasy. You sail up to a shore next to a village. You sound the horn, like literally sound the horn. And then you just go ham on those ding-dongs in the the village. Definitely, uh, it looks awesome. And then, you know, you you pillage and you raid. Uh, Obviously, like, rape is not fun, Uh, at least, you know to To my uh, to my like uh, Viking fantasy, I wouldn't want that to happen. Obviously, it happened. Uh, let's let's just say I'm not a big fan, but hey, all all besides that, you know, seems like it's in the game. You kill some people, you you know, you, you 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 get some loot, get some good, good stuff to upgrade your weapons, and yeah, which we'll talk about that in a second, which is nice. But yeah, it looks awesome. Um, but also, you can start them stealthily but you you have to finish them um, with the horn uh, and by calling your men over some chests and some uh, treasures are only opened with another man which is from your party so even though you can clear out the entire camp with your stealth you still need to call them over to to literally pillage and burn the village down um Siege system is an extension of what we got in Odyssey in the battles. You know, when we, when you had the, the battles for different regions where Spartans were fighting the Athenians and it looks like an extension of that, right? So now you have like three, three tiers, I believe. So like three different areas that you have to kind of win over. It's kind of similar to how sieges worked in shadow of war. Uh, definitely. I think it was cool there. I definitely enjoyed the, the idea of it. It wasn't terrible. But, yeah. <laughs> we're going to roll with it. <laughs> Last uh, segment was interrupted by the baby causing some <laughs> some havoc. But, yeah, this is a organic uh, podcast. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep that in. You guys are experiencing one-on-one puppy raising. Basically, she was um, playing on the on our bed, uh, my and my girlfriend's, and uh, she just randomly started to squat and pee. And my girlfriend was rushing over to put her on the mat, which is uh, which is in her pen, and that pen had a gate, and that gate kind of got in the way. <laughs> so that's the noise that you guys heard. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically the sieges are multi-tiered battles um, that can also be done stealthily. And giving a choice is a is a very nice touch. Basically, you can literally skip all the fighting. I'm not sure if you can skip the the ram where you just ram into the city originally, but after you're in the city, it seems it seems to me that you can just um, you can just basically go and. Um, Skip all the fighting. Take a route through the city which nobody will be able to see you, or not, or no, nobody who you, or yeah, nobody will be able to see you if you, if, even if you kill them, right? Because you're an assassin, and then you can possibly one shot assassinate the target if you have the advanced assassination skill. The advanced assassination skill. They're trying to bring back some of the assassin, Assassin's Creed, you know, fantasy where you could one shot kill everybody. Um, here you can do it kind of, but when you hit a, uh, like a quick time event, which is very nice. I think it's, I think it's a nice choice. I think this should also switch the quick time events should be different for different bosses, uh, you know, just to keep it fresh and, you know, keep it challenging. You know, it shouldn't be like press Y button, uh, in that timing for every boss, right. Then it just becomes kind of that easy, but, um, Yeah. It's kind of nice, nice touch that they're trying the, the one-shot assassinations again. Uh, and it doesn't hurt me a bit, even though I probably won't be playing with that playstyle. Um, I'll ask you guys about that in a second, but uh, yeah, it doesn't really butt hurt me at all. Uh, settlement, very nice. I definitely feel already connected to the place. They, they have shown a lot, and there's a specific character, I think, for the settlement, or maybe there was a trial that had some settlement stuff in it and it looks super interesting it looks super good Um, basically it's like your base of operation right so all the raid raids and all all the pillages and all the um, treasures will be going back to your settlement but you have a choice in what you want to build and um, possibly which buildings you want to upgrade and upgrades I'm not sure about that, but might give you some, uh, some, you know, some upgrades to those vendors. So for example, in there, you will have tattoo artists, blacksmith, assassin bureau, and seer, uh, you know, people like that seer might, you know, will be able to give you some mushrooms and put you to a different realm, which is Asgard, you know, the, the, the the realm of the gods. And then you have the assassins bureau where you will be able to do certain contracts and blacksmith will be able to, uh, possibly craft and upgrade definitely upgrade all the all the gear that you have but possibly also craft some gear you know not all the, of the game's gear but maybe some uh some you know some basic weapons or something like that the tattoo artist hopefully it's not just cosmetic hopefully the tattoos are also maybe like you know get from like a horse tattoo get you know maybe like two or three percent faster movement speed or something like that i'm just kind of you know playing around with the rpg systems here but um if it's just visual, it's still still fine. I, I I love myself to have some tattoos. I think at the moment I have six on myself. Might go for seven at some point in the future. But yeah, definitely enjoy this part. I, I remember I definitely enjoyed the estate in the Assassin's Creed 2. That was like one of my favorite parts, like just running around that estate. I literally knew every single nook and cranny of that... Uh, of that of that thing it was it was awesome i definitely enjoyed it um so yeah it's gonna be nice to have a base of operation again and you know kind of like a like a base where you'll be able to you know do all the fun stuff but also uh, have like one centralized place where you are able to you know basically just upgrade your character and you know make it more powerful all the fantasy stuff sounds voices sound better than odyssey definitely the the voices are less static and you know they have I feel like more life in them. Um, I and I also love the the the, the Viking soundtrack. Absolutely love it. Um, they have one of my favorite singers. Um, I don't remember his name at the, from the top of my head, but I think it's one of the Danish singers. It's he's awesome. He he does like a lot of melodic uh, Viking, you know, fantasy music, and also uh, the person who did I think the soundtrack for for few Assassin's creed in the past i think for the trilogy i believe of trilogy of Ezio. so they definitely have some good names behind the sound so i'm pretty i'm pretty settled that's going to be good uh in terms of in terms of that but my question is how will you play the game right so tweet me at uh my twitter which is k-r-y-s-t-i-a-n-g-o-r-a-k Again, at Christian Gorak, K R Y S T I A N G O R A K. Tweet me there. You know, basically, what I'll be playing will be hardest difficulty possible. Um, that doesn't really offer permadeath. I, I don't think that will be a thing in uh, in Assassin's Creed because obviously there's this whole Animus backstory where you probably I will probably die a lot, especially when I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, which was like I think it was called Nightmare. Was it nightmare? It was something like that. I don't remember, but I did play on the hardest uh, on in Odyssey, and it was quite fun. It was it was quite nice. And I'm probably gonna go into bear and wolf, which will be the melee, the heavy melee, and then the the range play style with a quick two melee and some range. So like I'm gonna have two melee weapons, probably like two axes, or an uh, it will be axe and something, or maybe even a shield. I'm definitely missing some shields myself since we didn't get them out in Odyssey. But uh, yeah, and I'll definitely be using some uh, some of the different uh, ranged bows that we have and ranged abilities. So uh, yeah, and also I uh, the choice of going middle in the choice of uh, female or male is definitely growing on me. So yeah, I might uh, you know I might also go for the middle option, which is let the animus choose. By the way, it's just preset for different chapters. You'll be playing as male, and for some you'll be playing as female. Um, but yeah, let me know what uh, what you guys will, will be playing as. Definitely interested to see those. Uh, there were some awesome responses last time for uh, for watchdogs. Some people were saying stealthy, some people were you know, were, were saying, you know, I want to just hack everything, and yeah, you can definitely do that in that game. Uh, let's move on to RPG systems. So, we do we no longer have copies of weapons, right? In Odyssey, when you dropped a weapon from a treasure chest there was a high chance that you already dropped it before it's basically the same copy but might be stronger or maybe like less powerful but it's basically the copy of the same weapon um the weapons are much rarer now because obviously they're unique uh, but they will stay for you as long as you want and they can't be upgraded with you they have uh, they have a few uh, levels to be upgraded and, and you do that in um in the blacksmith in your in your settlement, you're no longer too forced to use what is the best, but rather you can upgrade whatever your is your favorite playstyle. So if you like like long ranged melee weapons, so like maybe some spear action, or some like the two hundred, uh, two hundred uh, melee action, you can do that. Uh, if you like, you know. If you like for example a dagger or two daggers even you know for some quick gameplay for some quick slashing gameplay you can do that as well just upgrade those and and off you go uh, you you have that and hopefully there are, there are different versions for example if you have a 100 axe hopefully it's just, you know, it's just one axe throughout the entire game hopefully you know there's like a berserker axe and there's like a english axe and a saxon axe or you know you know and they give you like different stat boosts and different maybe specific abilities per weapon. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so there are no more levels in the game, which is interesting. So no more level gating. I don't think they'll be able to push something like a XP boost. You still, I think, gain XP, but it's not like tied to your progression somehow. Um, so you gain power through completing activities in the game, and that gives you points to spend in a tree. And that tree looks a little bit like what you saw in. Uh, it's kind of like a, if the the skill tree from uh, from Skyrim had a baby with this with the skill tree from P.O.E. from Path of Exile. It's a much less. Uh, it's looking basically. It's it's like a star system that looks like kind of like a much less uh, complicated P.O.E. Uh, tree. Um, you have like three different directions that you go in. Uh, which is the bear, the wolf, and the raven, uh, all three signifying different play styles. And you can just choose to uh, choose some skills from those. Uh, there are the little nodes there, the minor nodes, which are usually just stat boosts. And there are the major nodes, which are like an active or a passive skill that you will use. So, for example, uh, uh, yeah so the miners for example some boost your health or assassin damage but the bigger ones might be like bow takedown or uh, bow stun takedown or sprint attack or something like that uh, you also have abilities which are set in stone uh so basically those are the big ones right like the valkyrie jump uh or the the kick of the tear and so basically those are like the the big boy the big ding dong uh abilities and this can be used uh, w- well when spending your um your adrenaline right so you you have that so you have that again um you have four ranged abilities and four melee abilities um at, at one time um these are the beefy abilities again like the spartan kick jump or crash down on enemies I have some uh, uh, microtransaction concerns here. Uh, we really don't know much, uh, but we already know about the season pass. The season pass is coming out, and it's coming out with the Berserk pack. Uh, actually, no, it's not the season pass. Uh, you get a deluxe version. You get a Berserk pass. So we are almost certain there will be microtransactions for the for the visuals. And I'm fine with the cosmetics, right? I mean. I would share I would love to have some good cosmetics to be free in the game uh, and hopefully not not all of the best visuals are uh, you know are locked behind a, a paywall you know that, that's kind of a thing that I might have. It's worth to note that they will no longer be able to do a XP boost which is nice. I definitely did not use it last time even though I had it I didn't use it I didn't use the code um so th- now they have some more things to to lock behind microtransactions. so now they for example they will you know they'll give you different ornaments for the settlement right you you can indeed uh, put some uh, some ornaments in there some uh you know some visual stuff um obviously mounts and skins for the for the weapons um hopefully you don't buy actual weapons it's just a skill for a, a skin for a weapon hopefully you can't buy a weapon that's not available in the game uh even if you can buy a a weapon that's in the game early that's kind of uh kind of playing with the power i mean it's a single player game sure but still it's kind of playing with the you know with how 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 you progress with the game unless you buy it like at the lowest level then i guess it's maybe more okay i don't know it's it's kind of up to us right Yeah, so basically i'm expecting all what we got in odyssey minus all the boosters so which is fine for me didn't really sell much power in odyssey at least i didn't see it uh i honestly i looked into the the store like a few times just to look at the uh the visuals i think i might have bought one thing but that's only because i had some uh i had some bonus uh of this of this helix currency that i won won from some sort of giveaway uh, and I think I bought like a mount or something but I definitely didn't spend any uh, any any more of my money but um yeah and that's kind of it that's kind of it for the preview um I, what i can say from the uh, from the gameplay it just definitely looks very like the graphics looks amazing i, I was looking at the, some of the some of the cutscenes it looks awesome obviously we can't really judge the story but the story looks uh, also from what it sounds people are are really enjoying the story um and combat just looks very meaty very up there and very very fun so i'm definitely looking forward to playing that and uh yeah uh i'm dude i'm just ready you know you get that feeling um when you are Waiting for a game and you're just ready. You know, you're over the hype, but you're just ready, and that's what I have for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So you will be able to find find me playing it on my stream whenever it comes out. Uh, so uh, go ahead, give me a follow there, and I'll definitely be there entertaining you while I do that. And yeah, that'll be it for today. Hope you guys enjoy. Thank you so much for listening and showing your support Uh, hopefully i will keep entertaining you guys and uh, if you enjoyed it you know what what? you can do me a favor and share it on your favorite favorite platform be it instagram be it twitter uh, or some other platform of your choice so you guys have a wonderful rest of your day evening or whatever it is for you and i appreciate you you uh, know that you are loved and yeah stay awesome stay healthy and and i'll talk to you guys next time